The sun's a shining in Oxford, Mississippi. Cookouts in the Grove, beer showers. It's just the very best time for an old Miss Rebel to get out and get going. Carry front door peace of mind with you everywhere you go with Eufy Video Lock. Never has home security been so easy. Eufy Video Lock, an all-in-one security device for your front door, allows you to keep an eye on everything back home. And it's so easy. Installation requires only a screwdriver, so ditch those house keys forever and give Eufy Video Lock a try today. There's no monthly fee, and Eufy Video Lock has customer support on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. Go ahead, have your home as fun in the sun with the assurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock's built-in camera can tell you who's at your front door from the comfort of your poolside chair. So search Eufy Video Lock today. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. It's concert season, and concert season is all about the boots. Already Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen lighted up at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster Jared Ivey bemoaned how his boots were lacking. He should have gone with Tecovis, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan and the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by your local Tecovis store and have a complimentary drink or two on the house while you shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service, and many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This is the best of talk of champions brought to you by Modern Woodman. You've walked this path many times before. It's a chance to think, especially about your future. How will you turn your retirement dreams into reality? Will you have enough gold for your golden years? Your choices for building funds for retirement can be complicated. Fortunately, you have a friend in the community who can help you make the right decisions. That's your Modern Woodman agent. Your agent is a skilled professional who will listen to your needs and desires and then work with you to create a plan that uses the right financial products to achieve your retirement goals. Build a lasting professional relationship with a trusted financial advisor. Hi, this is Thomas Chandler, your local Modern Woodman representative. Give me a call today at 662-296-0186. Let's make a difference together. Hotty toddy and go Rebs. Get in touch with your agent today. Modern Woodman of America. Touching lives, securing futures. Ole Miss basketball great Jason Harrison. Jason, what's up, man? What's good? How you doing? Man, I'm good, man, I'm good. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for having me. There's so much I want to cover with you because, um, look, I've been covering Ole Miss for over 10 years now, but uh, I've been around Ole Miss sports my entire life, and some of the greatest memories for Ole Miss basketball had to do with 
you, Jason Harrison, especially, you know, you think of the shot <laughs> against Notre Dame. Um, I mean, you, you became a fan favorite the minute you stepped on campus, and we'll get all to all of that. But first, man, you received a, a huge honor at the SEC tournament. I was there. I saw you uh, get honored there on the court. You were named uh, uh, the 2017 All-State SEC legend for Ole Miss. What did that mean to you, and, and, and kind of uh, uh, what kind of honor was it to, to be, you know, handed that, and, and what did it mean to you? Man, it, it, it meant uh, that I, I was okay during my uh, playing days, and I was very <laughs> humbled and honored, you know, to receive such a prestigious award. And, uh, man, it was just one of those deals that you, you can't believe it sometimes. And, man, look at you. All the hard work, all the sacrificing, all the things that you've been uh, going through throughout your career, and uh, trying to get it, it's finally validated uh, in that one moment, and uh, it was very humbling. It's interesting the path you took to get to Ole Miss. Um, you played high school basketball in Arkansas for Jason Flanagan's dad. I think his name was Coach Al Flanagan. And yeah, Coach uh, Al Flanagan. How, how did you get here? I mean, for for you, like, what kind of influence did Jason and Al have on you playing for Ole Miss, and what was kind of your recruitment like? Because I've got to imagine, and you've heard this before, that for a guy who was listed at five five, there probably wasn't widespread interest. What made Ole Miss the right place? Uh, well, little uh, to some people that who really doesn't know my who really don't know my situation. Uh, I actually signed with Henderson State, a Division two school in Arkadelphia, Arkansas, where actually my mother is from and where both my parents attended school and met. So I originally signed to go. I, Ole Miss was not even on the radar. I knew about Ole Miss because of Keith, Keith uh, Carter, Jason Smith, Hunter Carpenter, and obviously Jason Flanagan, who was my teammate before he left to go to Ole Miss. And I would keep up with them, and I would go to certain games just to support those guys because at the time my AAU coach was uh, going down there a lot, and so I would go and I would just watch the games. And I was as as I was watching the games, I would look and be like, man, I I can get get something done out there if I was given an opportunity. But it, it never seemed that like I was going to get an opportunity. But I was content to go into Henderson State and trying to make the best of my career I could. And uh, then one day, uh, Coach Bozeman, who was the head coach who signed me, he ended up getting me a job at Ole Miss and asked me what I like to possibly come down there and try to get on the team. And from right there, I was like, sure, if I can get out of my letter of intent, I will go. So Coach Flanagan and Jason Flanagan really never influenced me to uh, go to Ole Miss. It just kind of just fell in my lap uh, and I, at the right place at the right time. And I can recall Coach, Coach Barnes coming to see me play in the summers because I was still playing AAU uh, as, as a high school senior, and they just had local tournaments going on, and I still stayed involved. And I didn't know anybody was in the stands, and I think I had went off for like 18 straight points in the second half. And after the game, Coach Barnes was like, hey, you, you want to come down and visit? And I was like, yeah, and the rest is history. When people think back to how those teams were built, a lot of it was funneled through Arkansas. You mentioned a number of them, Jason Flanagan, Jason Smith, Keith Carter. Uh, th- these are guys that came from Arkansas that 
maybe were overlooked or didn't get the Arkansas offer because Arkansas kids like Mississippi kids, uh, but maybe even to a greater extent, if Arkansas comes with an offer, they're going to Arkansas. But these were guys that were kind of left in the margins because you had Rod and Rob Evans, too, going to Arkansas and, and pick guys like you, like Keith, that would come in and had a chip on your shoulder, and, and not only that, but were talented, too. What kind of presence was Ole Miss in Arkansas at that time? Because, like I said, that, that state and that territory for talent and recruiting was so important toward Ole Miss turning a program from complete cellar dweller into one that was making the NCAA tournament for three straight years. You're right. Um, I believe Arkansas is a hotbed for talent. Uh, through the years, you know, it, it, it runs in cycles, just probably like anywhere else in the country. Uh, you can have good talent for so many years, and then it's down for a couple, then it's back up. And at that time, you know, it, it was a hotbed uh, of talent in the state. And I really, I, I really knew that Ole Miss was as successful as it was until I was looking at uh, Anthony Boone and Anthony Cisse and hearing about what thing they were doing. And then it caught my attention, you know, growing up in Arkansas, like you said, everybody wants to be a Razorback, everybody wants to be recruited. But during that time, a lot of kids were not even going to Arkansas. So you kind of understood, like, okay, maybe Arkansas is recruiting a different way, and which is no problem. It's just, you know, Ole Miss was seen like to be that that place uh, where, where a lot of Arkansans who were overlooked, per se, had a chance to go and still play in the SEC and compete on a high level. Which, which was great for a lot of for a lot of us. For a guy who was five five, how how did you kind of overcome that playing it on the Division One level? Because it's not easy. I mean, it's it you you, you could rise and shoot over anybody, and, and that's crazy to me because I was like, man, I, I remember uh, me and a couple buddies of mine. Because I'm going to date you here, Jason. You're going to feel old. But back when the run was <laughs> happening, you know, I'm in I'm like. 10, 11, 12 years old, and I'm sitting, and we, we talk about the games every day after they happened, and we would talk about how Jason Harrison could rise and fire over anybody despite being the shortest guy on the floor for you. How was it, how were you able to overcome that uh, to be such a force game in and game out and have such success at the Division One level? Well, uh, I can say two things. Two things. Uh, one was during uh, my AAU days, you know, we, we would play. Uh, against some of the best competition in the country. So, and little, little uh, to believe or not, I've been 5'5 five, five for a long time. So I had to kind of, you know, <laughs> figure out, <laughs> figure out how to get my shot off against quicker, uh, quicker, quicker guards and bigger guards, uh, especially on switches and things of that nature. And secondly, uh, I think another thing that really, really helped me out is that uh, I used to go play against a lot of older guys when I was young. My dad would send me over to ULR to uh, play against uh, the Derrick Fishers at the time, the, the guys who were a lot older. And, you know, I had to get my head bust a couple times to understand how hard I had to play, you know, how, how quick I had to get my jumper off, how quick I had to think. And once I got, I think I was around 14, and once I got to be 17, I was taking my high school over to the colleges, and we were playing against and we were actually running the court. And so that entail helped me understand, like, I, I can do this. And then also playing in the summers against Scotty Thurmans and Cordes Williams and Joe Johnson. A lot of cats who were playing ball at that time, we would all come to the gym, and, man, it was guys who played from overseas. I mean, it, it was a lot of talent in the building. And if you were weak, you didn't get picked. 
and I kept getting picked. And so that instilled a lot of confidence in me and winning. So before I even got to college, my confidence was at an all-time high that I thought that I belonged and that I can play at the next level. You had such a huge impact even as a freshman. That team won the first ever NCAA tournament game for Ole Miss. It was Villanova and Milwaukee. What was that win in terms of in the moment? We can look back at now and historically say how important that moment was for Ole Miss. Because like I said, you know, this is not an historically great program in terms of wins and NCAA tournament appearances and things of that nature. I mean, with the win over Syracuse on Saturday, Ole Miss got back to 500 all time as a program for the first time in like 50 years. So for that win at Villanova, what do you remember about that game, your involvement in it? What was it like in that moment, the experience, the win, and, and the locker room after the game? To be honest with you, I didn't realize the moment of that game or the magnitude. I just knew, like, hey, I'm going against a good guard in Celestine, and, you know, we need to win this game. I just wanted to win, and I think I made a couple shots, and, you know, and I, and I helped us win. And it was just being young as a freshman, you don't understand the way Michael White approached the game or Keith Carter or, you know, the upperclassmen who, who Jason Smith, who had never won an NCAA game, but made the, you know, two years in a row. And so, you know, I was just happy to get a win and advance and, and I just love to compete. I didn't really understand the moment at the time until, you know, you ask me a question or I get questions right now and I have to really think about it. And understand, like, wow, that was a cool moment to be a part of to bring Ole Miss its first win in NCAA history. Yeah, but, bro, you had to know after you hit the Notre Dame shot that that was big. <laughs> I mean, that was big. Man, at the time, didn't know how big it was. I knew it was a big shot. You know, I think I, I marked myself on taking the big shots. Uh, being a point guard, I understood that I had to set the table up. I had to, you know, make sure everybody – because at that time, if you, if you vaguely remember – Raheem Lockhart was going to work the whole game. He was working Ryan Humphreys the entire game, and he messed with me all the time. And, man, I'm the one who had 27 points and so many rebounds, whatever his number was, and I only had five points. But I said those were the big five points that we need to get over the hump. So it's just one of those things that, you know, I, I, I never felt pressure. I just always wanted the big shot. I wanted to make that big shot of those big free throws to get us over the hump. Because I think that's that's your responsibility as a point guard. You gotta be able to have a feel for the game and not be afraid to take those big shots. I, I told Keith Carter uh, when we had him on on Tuesday that when the Bryce Drew shot happened, I was ten years old and I sobbed like a baby. I'm a grown ass man. I can admit it now. I mean, I sobbed like a baby. <laughs> and that Notre Dame shot, I remember I was watching it with a huge group of people at my house, and when that shot went in, you would have thought that we won the lottery in that room because you had grown men and, and adolescent idiot kids just bouncing off the walls, man, just freaking out because of what had happened. And there's Jason Harrison, cocky Jason Harrison, just, just straight up, just showing the folks, you know, that like, yeah, I know I hit a shot, you know, and, and I got to imagine for a shooter and a dude who has confidence when you, when you, you know, sink one in somebody's face and on the biggest stage that you can possibly be in on college basketball, that had to be a, a memory that not only has lived with you this long, but will live in, with you forever. Yeah, it, it it really will live with me forever because that's part of the reason why a lot of people, like you say, even though I was a fan favorite because of my height, you know, when you hit a big shot for a program, 
that catapults them to a place they never been. You know, a lot of people remember that shot. And kind of like you alluded to the Bryce Drew shot, I can remember I'm, I'm, I'm at home in high school watching that game. I was watching that particular play. Uh, I got out of school early and went home to see old Miss play. And lo and behold, I saw it unfold. And when it happened, I, I said it. I hate to admit it, but I was like, he's going to make this shot. And he made it. And uh, it, it, just, just as old Miss felt bad that day, I was glad I was able to make him feel happy that particular day when I made that shot to help the team get to the Sweet 16. I, I remember a headline I read right after, and I'll never forget it. It was like in the New York Post, and it said, a little man hits big shot, almost his 5'5 five, five guard slays Irish. <laughs> and you know that, that feat, getting to the Sweet 16, hasn't been equaled since. I mean, Ole Miss has made the NCAA tournament twice under Andy Kennedy, was but seconds away from making it back to the Sweet 16 had they beaten LaSalle. Uh, after going into the number mm-hmm. 12 seed in 2013. But when you look at the program mm-hmm. now, because you're one of those former players, and I, I think of Jason Flanagan, Raheem Lockhart, other guys who have maintained ties to Ole Miss and in, in, in Mississippi in general, uh, mm-hmm. what, what are your thoughts about the program and your closeness to the program, and, and kind of how have you kept connected? Well, here recently, I've been able, like the last two years been kind of rough, but this year I, I, I've been able to, to attend more games, even more football games, and just try, try to show support because uh, I had twins uh, two years ago, and hey, those twins are, 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 are way too, you know, take up a lot of time. So I had to help my wife out in those regards. And, but, man, I just keep up with the program um, because uh, – He's doing a pretty phenomenal job down there with with the talent he's getting because uh, it's not like he's getting all the five-star, four-star talent, man. He's getting kids that he's bringing in, and he's getting the most out of them year in, year out. Uh, you know, for him to have over, uh, what, what is it, an 8-20-win season, if it's nine, including this year, uh, man, that's pretty remarkable uh, for him to, to, you know, to stay relevant in the SEC. Uh, that's one thing, and to win a little game is another. Uh, I'd like to see the program keep going upward uh, for years to come. Rod Barnes recently advanced in the NIT, and you know Rod was a, a meaningful, you know, not only coach but player in this program's history. Now to have success at Cal Bakersfield, what kind of influence did he have on you? And do you maintain relationships with Rod with former teammates? Is that something that you've uh, tried to make a point to do? That's something that I, I, I definitely tried to make a point to do. Uh, because you can lose in touch uh, with guys that you share a, a close bond, and, and you went through battles with, with with them that no one else can can know unless they was in those locker rooms or those practices and those meetings and those huddles and hanging out just talking. Uh, I, Rob Barnes, uh, he, he gave an opportunity, and, and I took it, and uh, I, I I thank him for that. Uh, we still keep in contact. He's at Cal Bakersfield doing big things. Uh, should have made a tournament this year, but, you know, they fell up a little short, but had a great year, back-to-back coach. Uh, Raheem Lockhart had a great year this year. He's actually in the, uh, in, in the Nationals right now. Um, talked to Justin Reed, talked to Dave Sanders, talked to Aaron Harper. Uh, and then, uh, obviously, I still in, in contact with Keith Carter and Jason Smith. And just, man, and anybody who calls, uh, uh, who, who calls, I've spoken with Michael White on times and have seen Hunter Carpenter because we're all doing different things and, and I'm just proud to know that I had a personal relationship with those guys. It just shows you what type of team we had. We had a lot of coaches and a lot of leaders on that team and, and 
we all are doing things positive and helping young men out to this day. Aaron Harper and Jason Harrison on the floor together. You need a three to win the game. Who's getting the ball? Well, look, it depends on the shot clock. <laughs> if the shot clock is going down 5-4, I'm probably going to shoot. But if I got to drive in and find somebody, I am definitely trying to find Mr. Aaron Harper because he can shoot it in a thimble. So you mean to tell me that you're not going to demand the ball? Come on now. It's the legend of Jason Harrison. You wanted the ball. You see what I'm saying? I, I, I told you. Shot clock going down, I'm probably going to take the shot. You know, unless someone runs at me. Shot clock going down, I'm probably going to try to get off the shot. But if it's in the course of a game and, you know, a play needs to be made and I make the correct play, you know, I'm a point guard first now, so I'm going to kick it out. But three is probably going up by me. <laughs> that's what I wanted to hear. That's what I, that's what I was going for. <laughs> when you look now, because y'all kind of built in many respects because of the the success you had, y'all kind of built this program to where it got to the point that the pavilion could happen, that the basketball practice facility could happen. You played in the Tad Pad. You played when the facilities weren't much of anything. To see where the program is now, do you kind of think to yourself, "Dang, I wish I'd had that." Uh, I would be lying if I didn't say that. So you, you're exactly right. Uh, but I mean, I think all programs go through that. Uh, the the win ways helps uh move the uh, program forward, and it brings it up to a point in which you want to set a standard, and you you need those facilities to help you know with recruiting and attracting some of the top athletes. So you know, I applaud all Miss for even getting it done. You know when they did because uh, it, it was a great thing they needed to do and, and they got it done in a nick of time to help out moving forward. So uh, hopefully, you know, we can get some of those better recruits in to help uh, move Ole Miss basketball forward. Um, everyone knew about Raheem Lockhart. Everyone knows about Keith Carter and Mike White. Who was a player back from those former teams that you were on that historically doesn't get enough credit for how good he was? I probably would say – Dave Sanders. Dave Sanders uh, was a guy who played offense and defense. He was a defensive guy first. Uh, him and Jason Flanagan, uh, they they have the assignment of guarding the best score on the other team, uh, something that I rarely did. I did it, but if it was switched on or, or I had my man. But, man, without guys like that in, even the Jason Holmes, guys like that who were willing to take on huge responsibilities on the defensive end really help a team get over the edge and get over that hump because they're willing to sacrifice the offensive game. And then some games they had big offensive games, uh, depending on what the situation was. But those three guys, I think, you know, did a lot, especially for our team to help us win because if you look back at it, they were guarding pros. They were guarding a lot of pros because during the time in the SEC, you know, it, it wasn't a matter of if. It was just when some guys were going to turn pro. And and I got to ask you this one too. I, everyone brings up the Notre Dame shot, but is there a shot that maybe was in a game that that people don't recall very often, or or a game in particular that you, you scored a ton of points? Is there any other game that you point to when someone says to you, comes up to you and says, "Jason, man, I didn't watch you back then. I wasn't around back then. Tell me about your career." Do you ever point to a particular game? Not one in particular. You know, I can vaguely remember only one that I that really stood out when my freshman year when uh. I went back to Arkansas and I had a uh, career high at 20 points in Bud Walton uh, my first year 
going back to play against Arkansas, we got the W. That's uh, probably one of the defining moments that was a feel-good story for me personally, going back and playing against your uh, home, hometown school and, and really playing well and, and getting that W. So, I mean, that's just one game in particular. But, man, I, I, I remember the wins more so the individual games, man. I just I, I, would just, I just love the wins. I, I hate losing more than I love the wins. So, I just remember the wins. What what is it like to see Mike coaching Florida getting to the Sweet 16? Did you always know that coaching was in his future? And what does it mean for a former teammate to see him having that kind of success? Mike Mike was a hard worker, like I alluded to on the network. Uh, nothing really surprised me about him because he he had a business approach every day in practice. Uh, I would be lying if I could say I could see this happening, but with hard work and, and being consistent like he's been. It, it doesn't surprise me because that's what he was about. You can look at his team at Louisiana Tech, and you can look when he got to Florida. You know, he instilled a, a tough mentality and, and working together. Mike was always the ultimate sacrifice. He was another guy who played defense as well and, and, and really played hard, and he's instilled in those, in those ball clubs, and, and I'm happy for him. I'm genuinely happy for him. I let him know uh, because you, you always want to see your guys doing good guys that you know that you have a relationship with and you always want the best for everybody well i gotta say ever since i've been doing a podcast well ever since i've been around Ole Miss sports i always said i wanted to talk to jason harrison so this for me has been a treat man and it's Ole Miss basketball great jason harrison uh named recently an all-state sec legend bro i appreciate the time man we'll definitely catch up soon and uh thanks for coming on man no problem thanks for having me Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.